So Libby Hopton, what is your relationship to endometriosis? Um, well, firstly, I was diagnosed with a condition um, in my mid-20s. Um, so that kind of got me uh, interested. I knew of the condition prior to that. Uh, I didn't know I had it. But when I found out that I was diagnosed with it, I kind of dove into the literature um, and then in time became involved professionally as a research consultant working for Dr. Cook, who's an excision specialist um, in California. And I've been working on his post-excision outcome study of his patients, basically to see how they're doing after surgery. So I've been at this conference and I was at on Endometropolis, your Facebook group that you established for several years, um, getting information about these two theories on the origin of endometriosis. And as a layperson without a science background, it's very hard to know what to think. Um, so that's why I called you. So my first question on that is like, I don't, I can't even get a sense of how many people there are in each camp. So we have the Samson's theory, which is met retrograde menstruation that endometriosis originates from um, from the endometrium in the uterus flowing back through the fallopian tubes and then implanting in the pelvis or in other parts of the body. And then the other theory is that uh, it's something that some women and, and some men are born with and both agree that it's fed by estrogen. And so then it becomes a problem during or after puberty. So how much disagreement is is actually out there and is there a majority on one side or the other? Um, well, firstly, it's, I mean, th those are two sort of basic ideas and it's a lot more complex than that, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, there are many more theories um, and many more variations on those sort of general ideas. It's, it's probably not the case to say, you know, either or. Uh, for many people, I would say that many people who have a, an interest in endometriosis, either as physicians or researchers, will will be will probably have an idea of well, you know, a certain proportion of patients, this mechanism will play a role. A certain proportion, maybe the, another mechanism, and there may be five or six different mechanisms that they believe probably are of relevance in this process. Um, you know, involving the immune system, salomic metaplasia, um, bone marrow stem cells. Um, environmental factors, uh, and the list goes on. Uh, and retrograde menstruation is is again commonly, you know, I would I would say that the majority of doctors, uh, OBGYNs, and even I would say over fifty percent of those who are specialised in excision, if you ask them in a you know anonymous poll, they uh, ask them, you know, do you think that retrograde menstruation plays any role in this? I would say the majority, um, ninety percent at least, would say yes. Um, I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just saying that that's probably the case. And I would also say that of the majority of researchers, uh, sorry, I'd also say that the majority of researchers would say the same, actually. And then a, a minority would say, well, I don't know how big a role that actually plays, if any. Um, but I think that's probably a minority. Um, and, and mainly those who are working on specific areas of research or and or who are performing excision and seeing that the disease, you know, doesn't usually recur following excision. And that poses quite a, you know, a question about how the disease got there and why it's not coming back. So based on the evidence that we have, uh, what do you think the origin of endometriosis is? And do you think it has <laughs> more than one origin? Um, I think my, I think I'd be arrogant to say that I know. 
Um, I think it's a complex thing. I, if someone put a gun to my head, you know, in a Russian roulette style, hopefully that never happens, but, you know, Russian roulette, uh, you know, are you willing to, you know, if, if retrograde administration plays a role in endometriosis in any case, then this gun will contain a bullet. Are you willing to put, pull the trigger? Uh, I would probably not pull the trigger. I'm not that convinced, but I, I, I feel that we still haven't found a theory that completely explains everything. So I don't think the race is over, but there are many hybrid theories in, at this point. And there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that supports that. However, there are still a lot of issues and, and, and things that just can't be explained. And I, I can't really get past the fact that if this disease were caused by retrograde menstruation and, and, and whatever hybrid theory one adds to that, why is, does, why is it not the case that we're seeing that it's the disease is worsening and worsening and worsening over time in women? You know, more areas of involvement over time with older patients, which doesn't seem to be the case. And also, why doesn't it, you know, always come back following surgery? Because I can't, no one's really provided an explanation that makes sense to me for that. And then, on the other hand, why, why do we find cases of endometriosis in women with no functional um, endometrium. Um, at the very least, we know that Samson's theory is not sufficient to explain all these cases, and also not necessary uh, in all cases. So the fact that can endometriosis can exist without Samson's theory does beg the question of whether Samson's theory is just a, you know, a, a distraction. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a long, long answer maybe, but uh, I don't feel that there is. I have a clear answer at this point, but I don't. I think we need to continue questioning. And it's too many people have accepted one theory over the others as the main mechanism um, too easily. Well, there is no easy, easy answer. Yeah. I no. would be really interested to see. I don't know if there's a study that exists that you're aware of um, comparing patients who have had excision and then go on um, birth control or some sort of hormone therapy compared to patients who don't. Um, mm -hmm. and then see how much, whether there is a reoccurrence of the disease in either population and there how the percentages shake out. There was a review um, of all the relevant studies um, actually published um, this year. Um, I think there were 20-something studies included, and two of them showed. So while, while quality of life did seem to improve on average for those patients who had post-operative birth control um, went on to post-operative birth control therapy, um, you know, um, birth control pills. Um, only two of the studies found any reduction in recurrence rates with um, post-operative birth control therapy, and no reduction was found for progesterone-only therapy, which is interesting. The evidence showing that post-operative birth control pills reduces recurrence, even if, ta whether taken, you know, continuously or cyclically, um is pretty weak as far as I'm aware. And there was an earlier study, I think 2004 or 2007, a Cochrane review, which found no benefit. There have been a couple of studies, however, that have found a redu reduction in the recurrence of endometriomas um, with post-operative birth control therapy. So that, Can you just yeah. explain what endometriomas are for people who don't know? Yeah, um, so an endometrioma is, it's a name for a type of cyst that sometimes occurs in women with endometriosis. It's where a, the cyst wall contains areas, focal areas of endometriosis, and the cyst fills with a kind of, looks like thick blood. It is basically thick blood. It's hemosiderin, um, and 
basically in, in the higher stages, stages three and four, you'll sometimes see endometriomas in the ovaries. It's usually the um, usually located in the in the ovaries. I'll tell you, you know, I what I somebody asked me, what is the origin, you know, of endometriosis? Someone who I work with at the studio, and yeah, I don't know, but I'll tell you that I I want it to be embryonic. I want it to be not retrograde menstruation, so that. The idea is that you have a surgery and then it doesn't come back. And the other thing is like, I really, and I think we see this on Endometropolis, have had really terrible experiences with birth Mm. control, awful, awful experience with Lupron. And and I also have a sense, and maybe this is like my woo-woo holistic side, but I, Mm -hmm. I get this sense that it's not great to manipulate the cycle or suppress the cycle, especially as a as a long term thing. Yeah, I I mean there are certain potential benefits of of, of you know birth control, um, and and also disadvantages. I mean it's very individual. Um, some women do very well on it, and others don't. And there are many variations also. The other thing I wanted to say is, you know, we always assume just because we have one name, endometriosis, doesn't mean we have one disease. We could be talking about three or four different types of, you know, di- different but similar diseases that have different causal mechanisms, and they might look similar and they might have similar treatments at this point in time. But actually, you know, uh, are we're talking maybe about different things. A causal mechanism for one person may not be the cause in, in another person's disease. So we. We tend to want to find the simplest explanation for a problem, but sometimes, you know, there is more complexity than we think. Excellent point. So, you know, when we see endometriosis occurring in a stillborn fetus, um, that could be, you know, that points obviously to an embryonic origin. Whereas, you know, if we see it in a, you know, a teenager, maybe maybe there is something else going on uh, versus, you know, a male who's undergoing hormone therapy for prostate cancer. You know, we know there's no functional endometrium and no retrograde menstruation in a in a male, <laughs> and there are women also born with a, a rare a disorder where their uterus doesn't form properly and where there's no functional endometrium. And we've seen endometriosis in, in these patients too. If you are a patient and you think you might have endometriosis, or you uh-huh. know that you do, and you're trying to pick a doctor, mm-hmm. does it matter? what that doctor believes the origin of endometriosis is? On the one hand, I want to say no, because, I mean, what if they, you know, support a different soccer team or football team that you really hate and you feel very strongly about? Does that matter? Um, It matters only if it influences their treatment. If a doctor really believes that retrograde menstruation causes endometriosis and that, you know, that theory predicts the disease will recur, whatever they do, then they may be less compelled to um, accept the idea of of a treatment that will you know, excision, the, the the value of excision in eradicating the disease, because, well, it always comes back, because that's what the theory predicts. Um, so they're more likely to reject an otherwise effective treatment based on their ideas. Um, and, you know, they might say, well, the only way to stop this is to remove your uterus and ovaries, because then there won't be any retrograde menstruation, and therefore that will cure you of your endometriosis, which we, you know, we know is, 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 is kind of a myth. Um, so... Um, yeah, it depends, I guess. It, you know, there are plenty of excision surgeons who do, who haven't dismissed Samson's theory and yet are doing a very good job of excising endometriosis and, and, and providing very, very good surgery. So it would be foolish to dismiss those surgeons just because they, you know, feel that, you know, Samson's theory may still play a role in the origin of endometriosis. 
It only matters if it matters, I guess. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> My advice would be to focus on what treatment they offer and and research that rather than worry too much about the whys and hows of what they think causes the disease. I mean, you can ask them, do your beliefs in what causes this disease affect your treatment and how? That might be a good question to ask. I think that's a great question to ask. And they're probably not expecting it. No, probably not. But, you know, that would be, a you know, it might make them think too. Well, thanks so much, Libby. Okay, thank you.